This is James C. Burns, Sergeant Frank Woods of Call of Duty Black Ops. You're listening to GamerNode.com. Welcome to the Versus Node replay for June and July of 2011. This is Eddie Inzotto, your host, and I'm here with news director Mike Murphy. How you doing, Mike? Solid, Eddie. Totally solid. 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 Now, are, you, are you talking about my intro or how you're feeling? Because <laughs> I know you're all thinking about it. Go, I'm going to go with both. Yeah. Both. Sol- solid intro. I think best you've done in a while. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, also joining us is Jason Finelli, Associate Editor at GamerNode. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing all right. No complaints. Yeah, no, no complaints. complaints. That's always right. good. I'm all healed up from our L.A. excursion. Oh, everything boy. I, everything I think is back where it needs to be. No more. Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. And finally, with our new managing editor, Dan Crabtree. How you doing, hey. Crabshack? <laughs> Dude, I'm doing good. I do have complaints, but right. I'm all right. Okay. It's hot. It's it's hot and sweaty here. Wow. I don't like it. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't get into a car accident or anything like that. Oh wait. So <laughs> happy. Oops. Wait. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, minor ones. Stupid side swipers. Swiper no swiping. Swiper no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm all right, and the insurance. Cool. Will cover it. We're all healthy. That's awesome. I am actually doing great. I'm back in my homeland of New York after a four-year absence, living, which is cool. Mike gave a cheer. Awesome. (laughs) Motherland! (laughs) Yeah. NYC represent. New York uh, inhabitants here. So we're all on the East Coast, which is good for podcasting. But anyway, aside from all that and our personal lives that no one wants to hear about, um, we also you know, operate a video game website, so let's talk about some video games. Uh, since it's a replay <laughs> <Yeah>. show, <laughs> we're going to talk about what we've been playing, and I would love to hear what Mike's been playing. So take it away, dude. Well, I have been uh, completely and fully absorbing myself in the Uncharted 3 beta for the last two weeks, uh, because luckily, uh, the in addition to being able to get early access to the game if you bought Infamous 2... You also got early access to the game if you had a PlayStation Plus membership, mm-hmm. which, thanks to the Welcome Back program, everybody got a free month of PS Plus. So basically everybody had access to the Uncharted beta in the first week. Nice. So that's what I've been doing. Cool, cool. So how is it? Tell us a little about it. It's really, really good, actually. I, it's it's a big Shocking. improvement, I think, from <laughs> Uncharted 2. From the Uncharted 2 multiplayer, okay. uh, I really like the addition of the uh, kickback system. Uh, How which does that is, work? Uh, basically, what you do is um, in a, in every single uh, shooter or game the, that has multiplayer, you earn like medals or, or like awards or stuff like that for getting like uh, double kills, killing streaks, all different kinds of stuff, like certain amount of kills with a certain weapon, certain amount of headshots, and they have that in the Uncharted multiplayer. But with Uncharted 3. You accumulate those medals um, up to a certain number, and those allow you rewards for kickbacks, which can be anything from instantly spawning an RPG in your hand to <laughs> having one grenade explode into two grenades, which explodes into four grenades, which explodes into eight grenades. 
<laughs> and the, and so on and so forth. And ba- and you can earn multiple kickbacks uh, per game. You just have to get enough medals, which means you have to play well enough. Wow. And it's a really great addition that adds, like, spice and variety to the game. Uh, I like the variation in weapons. Instead of having just one loadout, you can have uh, multiple loadouts where you can choose be- choose between having an AK-47, a G-Maul, a Dragon Sniper, and then you eventually can unlock the M9. Um, the AK-47 is your standard machine gun. G-Maul replaces the, F- the FAL, the Fall, from Uncharted 2. It's a three-round burst, like, mid to long range weapon. The sniper rifle is obviously a sniper rifle. And the M9 is a more powerful machine gun than the AK-47, but it also has decreased accuracy. So it's more meant for, like, uh, close range assault type stuff. Damn, that is comprehensive, Mike. You sound like you should <laughs> yeah. be an arms dealer. I was happy with grenades that explode into grenades. I already, I just made my pre-order on while you were talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it, it, that, that, that cluster bomb kickback, which is the grenades exploding to more grenades, is probably my favorite. Um, yeah. One of my favorite memories from uh, playing so far has been uh, I was playing on the map Yemen, which just released this week. It's a uh, more of like a, a sniper rifle, uh, G-Mall, like long, range, long to mid-ranged uh, gamers like uh, playground. And uh, in the center of the map, they have the one treasure chest, and each map has a treasure chest which will randomly um, alert you to a three metal drop. It's just a single reward that grants you three metals towards a kickback. The only problem is most of the time they're out in the open, so you've got to risk getting uh, getting shot at. And the one in Yemen is literally right smack in the middle of this map with all these vantage points oh, um, that caters to snipers. And I was watching that central area, and like they're in, the entire enemy team almost spawned on there and also below in the level below the building that it was in. And I saw one of the guys go to jump in through the hole. So I unlocked Cluster Bomb and chucked my initial grenade, and it fell right into the hole and killed four of them. Nice. In one bomb. Nice. nice. So here's a question. Um, I- I'm just curious about how the levels are structured uh, in this game as compared to the other one, mostly from the perspective of incorporating platforming elements that you would normally see in the main part of the game into the multiplayer game because obviously multiplayer is always a much more fast-paced sort of experience. Yeah, it's and- um it's definitely different. So it depends on like what kind of uh version of the multiplayer playing if you're playing team deathmatch or a uh, objective game or something like that, platforming will be a way for you to go about and climb over obstacles. There will be like Walls that you have to scale up, whether via like ladders, fallen pieces of lumber, bricks that jut out of jut out of walls. They're very different places you can platform, and platforming is really emphasized. Like there will be stairs in certain areas, but those are kind of the longer ways to go about, like the really long, obscure roundabout ways that you really will only use if you're trying to flank your opponent. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get around the map, you need to be able to platform efficiently and quickly. Right. Um, in co-op. Um, in the uh, adventure mode that had um, Syria, which was what me and Jason played at E3, there's some basic platforming just like in the regular multiplayer, but there's also a segment that has the vertical gameplay that they're introducing in Uncharted 3 where you're platforming up a tower 
but at the same time, there are enemies at the top of the tower shooting at you from up top, and you have to look at them from below and try and kill them to keep them from taking you out. Oh, As so like Dark Void. It's just like Dark Void is what you're saying? Like identical <laughs> to Dark Void? I guess so. I never, <laughs> I never played Dark Void, so I wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's just like Dark Void except good. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I knew someone yeah. would chime in with that. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Dark Void actually kind of disappointed me. But we're talking about Uncharted. Way to be a downer. I, I actually played that uh, that vertical segment at E3 as well. It was very cool. I think probably the coolest part about it is simply the animation when you kill someone who's at the top of the tower and their body just falls limply. Ragdolls. <laughs> yeah, from, uh, from the top. Uh, maybe I'm just a little bit morbid. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've always liked that in games where they just fall off the cliff and you just see them go, and hit, the, <laughs> hit, the, hit the rocks at the bottom and just kind of go, and their arms are flowing all over the place. Like there's a guy above you. There's a guy above you. There's a guy below you. There's a guy below you. <laughs> um, I, and I, can, I can't be sure, but I'm pretty – I think I heard the Wilhelm scream. I think it was in there somehow. It's got to be in there just, somewhere. Ah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to add is that they've really expanded customization also. As far as unlocking things that you can customize with, such as clothing and emblem pieces, uh, you throughout the game, whenever you kill an opponent, they, there's a random chance that they will drop a treasure, which you and your buddy um, that you're assigned with at the beginning of the game uh, can pick up for you. And that will generate a random treasure, which is part of a set. If you collect a treasure set, that will unlock a piece for an emblem or a um, piece of clothing. And uh, you can use the different pieces of clothing to customize your character. You can be various different characters. You can, uh, When you're not one of the main characters, you pick like a random mercenary, a random pirate or whatever. You can change their skin tone, their face and everything. You can also change the color. And the cool thing about the emblems that I like the most is um, – Whoever is doing the best on, I think, their team or throughout the whole game, their emblem will actually be displayed and posted on on various different walls in the map. Oh, nice. Nice. Repping. Okay, one. I have one more question. I don't know if anybody else has anything to ask, Mike, but I want to know how's the, how's, the <laughs> how's the sand. How's the sand? How's the sand? How's the sand? Actually, actually, there hasn't been none of the multiplayer maps actually have had the sand in it. Um, there was airstrip, which kind of like has the sand like on the outside of the map. Uncharted three really is about sand. Country. That's all. Like <laughs> it's about sand. Well, yeah, it's, don't, it's I, Uncharted I, I three, think, the sands of today. I think Uncharted <laughs> is either is, is, is there last blowing mini game. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh man, that's just a blowing I, mini game. Is that? On that note, <laughs> um, no, no, the, reason, the reason I ask about sand is because I've also been playing a game that is pretty much covered sand. in sand. I've been playing Journey, also a beta, which is, I mean, it's it's really not that much to talk about, um, but it, it was a lot of fun to experience. I mean, I don't know if it w- I would even call it fun. Dan played it. Dan, would you yes. call it? Would you call Journey? Uh, would you say that it's a lot of fun, or would you say it's something else? It's just, I don't know. It's an experience. Uh, sure. Yeah, 
Well, I guess that depends on how you define fun, how you find fun. Yeah. I think it's it's more of uh, an exploration. It's new. Yeah. You're, you're finding something. Yeah. The, Which in in that sense it is fun. It's fun to find new things and explore a world that you that is very uh, uh, vibrant. It's not the right word, but um, that is very much alive um, uh, and reacts to you, and you can interplay with it. So yeah, it is fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've enjoyed it a lot because I mean, personally, I'm the type of gamer who does find fun in. Um, Things like exploration and mystery and uncovering things that I yep. don't know, you know, trekking out into the unknown. These are all themes that really pervade uh, Journey because you're just this little character out in this vast desert going going with where your heart takes you, <laughs> where your eyes. Yeah. I, it, but I think it's going to be the kind of game that it's like, you know, game critics are going to play it and all of us are going to be like, yeah, man, this is sweet. I get what they're doing intellectually and experientially. And then, like, you know, some 10-year-old kid is going to see that on PlayStation Network and be like, mom, what the fuck is this? This is stupid as shit. Don't you? <laughs> I don't know, the kid's got a mouth. Yeah, he's, he's going to say mouth. that to his mom. <laughs> Very undisciplined 10-year-old. <laughs> well, well, that's it. the thing. Games. Some games are made for different audiences. I mean, there there are children's games, then there are you know core games, then there are Journey and Journey, that that Journey, game company games. Journey's uh, definitely going to be a, your intellectual, your thinking man's game. My my per- personally, from the time I spent with it back in June, yeah. um, coolest thing about it for me was the fact that some random person can come up to you and then all of a sudden you're working together. Right. Um, and you don't even know who they are. You don't speak to them. You don't nothing. That was awesome. Right. I don't know. Is that is that how it works in the beta too? Yep. Yeah, it's like uh, your travels, and you come across someone else. They join you, or you you either work with them, you know, walk with them, travel with them, or you don't. And uh, I think it's it's a lot of fun to try to communicate with someone when you have no verbal interaction at all, and all you can do is essentially like pantomime by jumping and do like these little little uh, hums and singing notes and things like that. Um, but it, it's interesting. If you find a good partner to walk around the desert with, you can strangely find great joy in just jumping around, floating around with another person because previously you have been, you have felt so alone. And that's, like I said, that's a, a big part of journey is feeling alone and then feeling companionship which i guess is pretty artsy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well and me and me and Eddie were talking about this the other day uh i i i went into this game and i was trying to intellectually engage with it and i was trying to be very analytical and like this is an allegory for this and whatever and then <laughs> it, it very much dawned on me i was just like Quit being such an asshole. Like, just play the game. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a, what it wants you to do is just enjoy it and quit being so snooty. And well, I could figure out the meta narrative of this particular. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what to do when you asked me those questions. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I yeah. was just. I was just going through the sand. And you gotta stop. You gotta stop <laughs> expecting every single game to be like an irrational games title. I know. I know. That's what. That's... <laughs> Probably. Realistically, though, um, there there are indicators in the beta that suggest a deeper meaning to the story and uh, something that you can unravel as time goes on and reason to push forward and seek out 
answers to the history of this world presented to you. So it's yeah, it's there on that level as well if you seek that. Which I would say is good game design if you appeal to yeah. more audiences. But yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be pretty great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a different experience and an extremely soothing experience, yeah. relaxing, which is quite the opposite of what a lot of games cause in people now, especially the popular popular uh, shooters. Yeah, so it's yeah. definitely a, a nice little change from the status quo of what's uh, being put out there right now. Yeah, most anything really. I, I mean, I tend to often you know get down on the the shooter genre, and I think a lot of people do. I mean, we but in general, the entire video game industry is based around conflict, and when you get a game that isn't based around conflict, it's somewhat, it's, it's almost shocking, and uh, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just fresh, and it feels good if you're peaceful. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's actually a super interesting article in GamePro, uh, I think a month ago or something, it was about the science of killing and why it is that... Uh, people like to kill, and uh, this sort of brought up the point that um, that it, it's an easy way to create the conflict that Eddie was talking about, if to to kill someone, whether it's a movie or a game or something like that. In a game, you know, it's more interactive, but uh, it's it's almost a cop out these right. days to say, you know, oh, okay, here's how we create conflict: just shoot this person, and then you have some sort of emotional reaction to that. And, uh, and it's very easy to do from a gameplay perspective too. Right, right. Whereas like in something like Journey, to, yeah, how hard would it be to program like the conversation game where you have realistic conversations about Bill's TPS reports on Monday, or you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that would be so shitty. <laughs> it would, but office, how hard would it be the game. Yeah. Yeah, but when a game can can produce uh, some sort of internal conflict within the player beyond the fourth wall, sitting at the controller, that that is really uh, something to aim for. Or in Journey, uh, even with I guess you're at odds with the environment and and I, I guess your emotions or your feelings of being lonely in this harsh environment. So it's, it, there is conflict, but not traditional, you know, man versus man conflict. The problem with that, though, is the, the idea of, of killing people as conflict has become rather popular with yeah. games like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Yeah, I so mean, that can all still exist, you know, at the same time. It, it all can all coexist. It just needs to be, like, some of the other types. Well, well right. I mean, even, even look at your Mario games. Those are also about killing in the most uh, acute form possible. Yeah. The, Jump in and kick in and, yeah. Then how many times you're talking about Bowser just like fucking fall into a pit of lava? And like <laughs> hey, he's fine. Off. <laughs> you let you let him take a swim. Those Goombas, they didn't die. They disappeared into a magical land of fairies and rainbows. They were happy. <laughs> Mario would have been so much better if after Bowser jumped into the pit, he would have been like, "That's what you get for stealing my girl, you son of a bitch." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on from there. Um, I want to I want to hear something from Jason. I'll- um, Infamous 2 really, oh, yeah. really got my goat. That game was amazing. Did you platinum it? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. I, uh, this is a reference I, to an earlier Versus Node podcast where Jason said that was his first platinum. First and only to this day. Yeah. Um, nice. But I wanted to platinum too, but you know, the other things got in the way and time is just non-existent. But no, the game 
it's an improvement over one in every way. Story, gameplay. Um, it's pretty good. I'm a little more. I was a little more interested in Numeray than I was in Empire City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the whole Southern Cajun thing was pretty cool. A um, couple of things though bother me when you're playing is uh, like now. Aside from the missions and the side missions, there are little things that you can do to build good guy or bad guy status. Like for good guy, you'll see these two militia soldiers um, questioning a random civilian, and you can stop them, right? And that'll okay. build your your hero point. And this is not necessarily part of a mission. It's more organic throughout the Yeah, it's, it's while you're roaming. Okay. It'll just pop it's, up. So it's pretty much an improved version of just walking up to somebody who's injured and either shocking them back to life or sucking their essence out of them. Right. You can do that too, though. That's still there. Okay. But okay. In, 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 this, in this case, in this game, there's a, uh, a plus will appear on your screen. A, uh, a a blue like uh, uh, medical symbol, and when you it, when you get to a certain level um, with your points, you can actually heal one person, and it'll send out this like field that'll heal everybody around them. So instead of going to one person at a time, you can just go bloop and get them all at once. Oh, nice. nice. So it kind of makes it faster, not as tedious. I'm I'm the kind of gamer where when I play good, I try to help every single person. So when I'm running around infamous and I like. <laughs> and I see people land on the street. I'm like, oh god, I gotta go over here and here and yeah. here. And then I walk half a block, and there's three or four more people. I'm like, oh my god, can you people Stop stay alive holding. for five seconds? You are a great superhero, Michael Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah meanwhile, while I'm healing those people, I'm taking the time to heal those people. Probably three or four banks that are probably getting robbed that I could have stopped. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> that guy bruised his knee. That bank is getting robbed. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> Prioritize. But when you're evil. These organic experiences turn into you see a guy literally you see a guy on the street playing a saxophone and you beat the shit out of him to shut him up. Okay. Well, that's what, I mean that's, that's, that's standard. No, that, that that I mean that's that's what that there's a there's a there's a saxophone guy there's a drummer there's a and a couple other street musicians that you can just shut up by kicking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that'll build your bad guy points. Taking down those hippies in their drum circles. Right. There's there's still full side missions though too, but um something that I really really liked more than I thought I would is the UGC or U- user generated content. These will appear as green um, side mission symbols instead of yellow. Where main mission is white, side mission is yellow. UGC is green, and these are player generated missions that you can play through and get experience for and all that. Um, and they really just are, are there like a, like a normal side mission. Um, they're not as – like the scenes in between are not as free flow as the normal game obviously because you're not programming the game. You're not programming what they say. You're just typing it. Um, and you can break it up into little sections um, by – the way you break it up into little sections is like the, the you died screen. So the first time I did it, I did what it told me to do and then it showed me the, the screen and it shows you when you die. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't fail it. I did it right, but then it moved me on to the second section. Hmm. So that was that uh, was confusing. Would have been nice um, if they had another different screen, like hold on a second while we load the next part. Yeah, like another <laughs> transition screen. So that that kind of kind of caught me off guard. But the the ability to make your own missions is pretty cool. I mean, you can do whatever you want. So wait, uh, what's the process for actually creating one of these? Um, you know, I never figured that out because I couldn't find a place to do it. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if it's in the pause screen and I just didn't see it, or if it's if there's somewhere I have to go to create a mission. But all I could do was find missions. I didn't find the way to make missions. So maybe I just wasn't looking at the right place. Now, um, I have a question. Do they have the 
Space Invaders user-generated content that they showed off in one of the trailers? It was there. I, I didn't find it, but it was it, – it, it, I mean, I found it, but I didn't do it. I'm sorry. But okay. it was there. Good. It was there. I think it updates <laughs> once a week. Nice. All right. Because I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, every game from now on that has user-generated content is doomed to have Space Invaders inside of it. It's, it's, it's some it, form, yeah. Yeah, it's just like the obligatory at this point. I would like. I would really like to see something new and innovative come out of user-generated content. And I don't see why it hasn't. It me- it seems like it should have by now. Well, no, I, I don't know that it hasn't. Have you played any Little Big Planet game? Yeah, yeah dude. I've I'm played sure... a whole bunch of like the top ones. Yeah. Which I'm. I'm... Well, yeah, I, I I'm assuming that there's some really cool, interesting ideas out there that I will just never see because. That that's there's too many of them to play, but all the bigger ones, I feel like those are, I don't know. I'm sure if you spent uh, enough time looking around for PC mods, you'd find something. Oh yeah. Like um, yeah. like uh, what was it? A week ago or something? Uh, these group of modders finally made a uh, Star Wars conversion for Modern Warfare 2 on the PC. I saw that. Called Galactic <laughs> Warfare. That's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's it's Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, but with Star Wars characters in. I mean, the level structure is the same, but it's it's like Tatooine and Hoth <laughs> and. Dude, like I would that. I would put PC modders in a whole nother league, though. I feel like they are. They're game developers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, on some level, they certainly are. You can find some incredible stuff that people have made with the uh, what is it, the creation tool, um, and the Gek and all that. Yeah. All that shit, UDK and everything. I mean, Counter Strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a mod. Yeah, was a mod. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, but sorry, back to uh, Infamous Two. Didn't mean sidetrack there. Um, fire and Ice. Fi- fire and Ice is interesting. Yeah. Because we, you have a, you have a. Um, if you go good, you get the ice, and if you go bad, you get the fire. Hmm. And, and um. Usually, when you're making a good decision, you side with one of them or you side with the other one. But there are times, including crucial times in the story, where the good decision will actually be with the other person. Does that make sense? So, in wow. a sense, it keeps you guessing as to who's making the good decision. I and mean, it'll tell you if you're making a good karmic decision or a bad karmic decision and what points you'll get for it. But it's interesting to see how the sto- when the, as the storyline flows, which – which which uh, girl sides with which? Kuo or Nix? The two girls' names. Kuo is the ice girl. Nix is the fire. Um, Storyline-wise, I was very impressed. I was mm-hmm. wondering how they were – I mean, obviously, for those who haven't beaten Infamous 1 yet, spoiler, not that I care because it was three years ago. But, um, you know, the ending of the, second, the first game, they talk about the beast, this big guy, big scary dude who's going to come and, and attack everybody, and you have to be ready for it. But – what they decide to do with the beast is i don't want to say i don't want to say humanize him because that's not what they do but they give him a legitimate purpose for the destruction like mm. there's more to it than just blowing shit up yeah i like that and, I, and, I, and it actually it creates a, a lot of tension as far as the later decisions in the game um not only that both of the endings i think are pretty cool um, I like the good one better, but I can't really get into why. 
<laughs> I heard sure. I heard that um even in the good ending, what Cole does in the end, I haven't been told what he actually does, but I've just heard that what he does is really kind of dickish. Uh oh. And like asshole-ish. In in regardless of the ending, like apparently the thing that he does in the end is still kind of like it's not necessarily evil, but it's kind of like dickish. Uh, I wouldn't say dickish. The good ending is obviously acting with the greater good in mind. Ah, uh, okay. the greater there is, good. That means yes. there's a sacrifice. There the is, a, yeah, there is, there is a residual effect. Oh. But sets up the third game. No. <laughs> sure, if you want to say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I th- and the bad ending. I think. So here's the thing. I don't know which ending they're going to go with if they do a third game. Because to be honest with you, I think the bad ending sets up the, the third game better than the good one. Hmm. But there are certain obstacles that go with the bad ending that would make it kind of hard. Wouldn't so, it I don't be, know. I, well, I'll, I'll say this. Kyle Hilliard has a really good piece, uh, a spoilerific one, uh, that is on the site right now about all of the endings and uh, what it could mean for the future of the franchise because it, I would be very surprised if they did not do an Infamous 3. Right. So would uh, I. Wouldn't it be interesting if in the third game – you could indicate which ending you wanted to begin from, and the game was entirely different based on that. That's what I'd like to see. It would be yeah. just entirely different based on them. There's no getting around it. That's awesome. That that would be pretty cool. And uh, if anyone important is listening, yep, do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. I can't say I didn't. I love the first one. I love the second one. Um, I hope they continue the series because it's the, really the only free roam game, er, free, urban free roam game I've ever gotten into. And Cole is cool. I'm, people nice. think that Cole is abrasive. People think that Cole is a dick. Apparently, I don't think that. I, I, I kind of, I kind of see myself um, not comparing. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, relating to Cole and that he has a lot of tough decisions to make, and it's not always the right one. But sometimes you have to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. It's very, very cool. I, suggest, I highly suggest you all play it. Yeah, once I finish Infamous 1, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to definitely that. jump over. Yeah, I, mean, I just downloaded it after the uh, PSN outage. so That's what I'm working on. As soon as the Uncharted 3 beta is done and over with, I'm going to go back. I'm halfway through Infamous 1. I'm going to finish it up, and then I'm going to move on to Infamous 2. Are you almost embarrassed to say that, Mike? Because I kind of am. Um... Not really, mainly because Infamous 1 came out before I bought my PS3, so... Oh, okay. So you have a legitimate reason, and I don't. Yeah. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Uh, This is the game that I've been most interested to hear about, and uh, I don't think a whole lot of gamers really know a whole lot about it. Um, It's called Bastion, and that's what Dan's been playing. Bastion! This is actually probably going to be my first... Uh, game that I finish, uh, get all of the achievements on. Nice. Ooh. Which, so a little, uh, kind of like my first platinum, a little bit. I have yet to actually get a platinum. I'm not much of an achievement guy, but um, there's only twelve, so I figured why not. It is. <laughs> it's an awesome game. Uh, I I don't want to say too much because a lot of it comes from the surprise. It, in a way, it's a little bit like Journey in that way. It's sort of like actually going through and doing it uh obviously the the big uh I, I guess the unique component the thing that everyone notices right away is your narrator which i don't know have you guys 
watched gameplay footage of this or seen it before. Well, I played yeah. it at E3 and loved okay, it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I watched Mike you play it. it at PAX East. Right, right, right. Jason, have you seen it? Bastion? Yeah. A little bit. Okay, yeah. So you have this, this narrator, and uh, he kind of narrates what you do as a gamer a little bit. Like, if you roll around a bunch, he'll be like, kids, somersault like crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, so that's sort of – that doesn't happen too much, so that it doesn't get annoying. Um, I, I, I read an interview recently with the uh, the creative director behind the game, and he was saying that they literally wrote hundreds of thousands of lines and ended up with thousands uh, so, so that's impressive that they were able to cut it back down to it's still you're still being narrated very much the whole time there's not a ton of silence um, which to me going in I was like this is going to get annoying as shit <laughs> this guy just keeps in his uh, what I can best describe as Morgan Freeman from Shawshank Redemption narrating voice as he loves just yeah, gonna say, using his Morgan Freeman voice. Yeah, it it really doesn't sound that much like Morgan Freeman, but it's similar to Shawshank Redemption in that he's narrating yeah. and he's a character in the game, uh, and he's you know like Andy Dufresne was my friend, and yeah. then, you know he's commenting <laughs> on what you're doing as you're doing it. Um, so yeah, he's he actually is really cool, and, and, he... and I didn't get tired. He sort of like gives you gameplay clues as well, right? He'll he'll tell he does, you like yeah. what you should be doing in an area. Like I played through one area and he's like, the kid just kept running, and I was like, oh okay, I'll do that. I won't try to stop. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and usually that advice doesn't come up front. It does. It does in the first few levels, but in the later levels, it sort of just lets you figure it out. Nice. Uh, and if if you die a bunch of times or something like that, then it will say kid needs to shoot his gun and then roll or, you know something like that so it tells you exactly what you need to do um you know it's a diablo style almost there's a, there's a fair amount of exploration and finding loot um there's a ton of different weapons and abilities for those weapons and uh um augments for your character which take the form of spirits so you're constantly drinking apparently in this game there's a really strange focus on intoxication um, that you know. Hopefully, if you guys play it, you'll see that like he smokes and he like eats to the point where he gets drunk and falls asleep. Uh, <laughs> He's me. It, <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially Jason. Uh, I I also think and this is my personal opinion, and again, it's me being way too meta narrative about everything. Uh, but I also think that they're trying to make some sort of commentary on relations between America and uh, UK. I, hear me out on this one. <laughs> Play the game, and and you'll be like, okay. you know what? That does kind of seem like. So, um, that and the music is phenomenal. I I hope they come out with a soundtrack for it, uh, and and sell that bad bitch because I will buy it. <laughs> it is awesome. They have they have uh, songs in there that you know that have lyrics and and the full score and uh, there's a lot of. Um, I don't know how you, would, how you would describe it, sort of dirty country, almost Western-sounding mm-hmm. uh, guitar. But but there, there's a lot of different things, too. I, I don't know. It's a really awesome soundtrack, um, and I really enjoyed it. Very yeah. varied. I am, I'm very excited, and uh, I'm going to be playing that game faux show. Yes, yeah. definitely play it. Uh, the ending is uh, really interesting. You have to make some uh, what I would call moral, pivotal decisions. Um, I'll leave it at that, but very, very interesting. I liked it a lot. I'm playing through it a second time, so 
Nice. That's kill something. Andrew cool. It's got Woo woo. What? Do you kill Andrew Ryan? Yes, you do. That's talk <laughs> talk, Wait, talk about it? your meta narrative. No gods, no kings, only Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Plasmids. That's a sweet one, though. I like it a lot. Awesome. Awesome. So that's a, that's a good bunch of games there. I'm excited. And it's funny because, like, none of them are out. Well, I mean, Bastion's out tomorrow. So so we got plenty to look forward to, and then, you know, that's summer, and then finally we're going to hit the uh, the big time, I guess. Which oh, I Jesus Christ. About. I just stopped yep. thinking about that part of the year. Well, that, that's true. Battlefield 3 is October 25th, and then uh, November 1st is Uncharted, the 8th is Modern Warfare, the 11th is Skyrim, and then the 15th is... Uh, Revelation. Oh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. 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 So um, starting the 11th. Um, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but but October 4th. Do not count out October 4th. That's Dark Souls. Oh yeah, that's right. And Rage, because Rage got pushed back. Oh boy. Ooh. And then the 11th. Yeah. The 11th is a, is a weekday. I mean, not week, but like Ace Combat, Dead Rising 2 off the record, fours of four. Um, not a, not a crazy big day, but like a lull. And then the 18th is Arkham City, the 25th is Battlefield, and then we're in November 1st, and all of our wallets jump out of our pockets and beat the shit out of us. <laughs> Damn it. So when, like, when it'll is be like uh, Conquer's the Game of no grade bumping up? That's what I want to know. Yeah, there you go. That's a question. <laughs> That's a great question. I'll ask uh, the people in charge. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Send Good. that memo, Eddie. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I guess... Uh, we we pretty much covered that. It's good talking to you again. It was a good replay. As always. I would say yeah. so. And we'll be back uh, soon for everyone listening. Um, for Mike Murphy, Jason Finelli, Dan Crabtree, I'm Eddie Inzato, and this has been Your Versus Node Replay, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Good night, Las Vegas. <laughs> see you later. The dead. The dead ain't gotta worry about this mess. Our world. She's done. But there's a way to put her back together. So better get ready. Cause mother only knows what's out there floating on the rocks. Beasts what don't know up from down. Fragments of the old world. You bring them back. And together, we're gonna build something grand. And remember, you ain't in this alone. That's a promise.